This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Yes, I'm not being lazy and wearing a hoodie and a hat. I actually washed myself before doing this show. Good morning, guys. I hope you well. That's that's always the plus about going to the gym before you start your day. Is that actually you? You know, you have a shower. Basically, what I'm telling you is every time you see me wearing a hat, I've not washed yet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying because I'm a lazy guy at times. Um, but I have just for you. So that in itself deserves a like. So please drop one onto today's video. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well. I hope you're enjoying your early part of the week. I see plenty of you in the chat box already. I was having a chat actually yesterday. I was having two conversations yesterday. One about someone who left a comment on the channel saying the introductions to these videos are too long. They say that I don't get to the point quickly enough. Um, (laughs) <laughs> which frankly I don't care it's not it's, it's my show I'm gonna do what I want but I found that really strange because I feel like we've built a community here and I feel like this is a chance to talk to you at times and I do that so it's in a weird way some self-help therapy which I appreciate and the second thing is is I love how everyone says morning I it, it's a weird thing I've started to say it on the Arsenal way when I'm hosting that channel for my work like just seeing people say morning to each other is weirdly kind of nice uh in a world where there is so much rubbish going on so good morning to everybody in the chat we've got kaiser we've got Auden, we've got fraction colin we've got carl we've got big o we've got one nil to the arsenal what a name commitment to the course of your youtube name that is Anne phillips and ellie matt uh matt g mel leopold uh, the fake creator i'm sorry that i can't say morning to all of you mishy vuk dirks nikolai leopold again nikolai and uh social good morning to all of you um but uh yeah thank you so much for tuning in please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already uh, and if you're tuning in on catch up welcome and leave a comment uh below with what your thoughts are on today's show if you're listening on audio only platforms good morning to you as well but without further ado let's crack on before those people get really butthurt that i'm doing my introductions for too long or not i could carry on waffling for a little bit longer just to annoy them but no i'll let them <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll reprieve them. Let's crack on and say, please do subscribe to the Arsenal way. As always, uh, we've got some really good stuff. We've got our Analyzing Arsenal show from yesterday. Me and Josh Williams sat down to have a chat about the Leicester game and how in which we beat them and how we, we can go kind of go forward and look to beat Watford. Josh is a Liverpool fan, so I'm looking forward to having a chat with him after the Liverpool game in a few weeks' time, uh, in which hopefully we put on some kind of performance in that match. Um, but our first story revolves around William Saliba. It's not really a story. It's a very selfish plug that this afternoon will be your October update for William Saliba's progress whilst on loan with Marseille. I'll be joined by Ben from the Marseille View uh, around 5pm UK time, uh, just after five o'clock. Uh, so that's what in how many hours is that? Nine. Nine hours. That makes me feel like, oh, that's a long day. Nine hours until that show. But there's nine hours until you can tune in for that show. Uh, the update for October on William Saliba will be out on the channel. Um, the next main story is about Miguel Aziz. Uh, now, I previously brought you a story in which I considered uh, the idea of Arsenal, you know, recalling Aziz. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And Chris Re- uh, Chris <laughs> Wiss Creetly, <laughs> Chris Wheatley reported that uh, Aziz will indeed uh, be considered for a recall by the club. He's not really playing for uh, for Portsmouth so far this season. And uh, that's, that's down to a few factors. One, they're in a bit of a, a scrap down the bottom of League One and they can't really afford to throw in a, an unknown 18-year-old that's not their player. Secondly, is that he needs to work on other aspects of his game that aren't really tailor-made for the third tier of English football, like physicality and defending, when he's more of a creative, progressive midfielder. So I think that a recall would be good. Maybe a, a loan abroad would be a really good idea for him, but a recall in January is is probably the best move. And to be honest, it could be useful for Arsenal. We're losing Partey, we're losing Mohamed Elneny because of the African Cup of Nations. Maybe he can come in and provide a, bit, a little bit of depth should we need it, and then we can send him on loan at the end of the January window. Maybe that's something that we could do. Now, Luka Jovic continues to be linked with Arsenal. Um, and interestingly, a more specific report, and I always say these kind of things when you're going through stories, when you're talking a little bit about um, the legitimacy of stories, is you want to see figures and you want to see time periods and you want to see specifics. And the reports coming out of Spain suggest that Real Madrid would entertain a 25 million euro bid from a club for Luka Jovic, 23-year-old striker, hasn't really worked since moving from Frankfurt. But I wrote in my article that I think went out yesterday or this morning, in fact. Actually, it might have been yesterday afternoon. Um, it is. It was yesterday afternoon. It was around half four. In fact, I'll put a link to it in the chat box if you would like to give that a read. Basically, where I talk about... That's the wrong link. That's the right link. Um, basically, where I talk about how I think that this wouldn't be a good move. Um, I The only way I justify this type of move for Arsenal is if Luka Jovic is coming in to replace Lacazette. But the problem with that is that we still need to sign a marquee striker. Um, that, that for me, is is one of the big, big things for, for us right now. And uh, look, when it comes down to a player in that position, it's so crucial that Arsenal get it right. And I just think that a, a revival project, which is what Jovic would be, let's be real, he would be a revival project because he's not doing that well there. He, we'd have to sign him up and do a whole Martin Erdegaard on him. Um, which, you, you know, I, I don't think we have the time for that, for that position. We need someone that's going to come in and hit the ground running as soon as feasibly possible. And I'm just not sure that this is the right move. However, a loan move in January for six months, if we were to say send Nketiah off on a permanent and Balogun was to go on loan, I don't think that would be too bad, uh, especially with Aubameyang going off to the African Cup of Nations. 
six-month loan deal, option to buy. If there is kind of a, a big a big reaction from Jovic in those six months, then yeah, we could consider moving for him. But I wouldn't be looking to sign him permanently. I think that's a little bit too much of a risk. Our second to last story uh, revolves around the beaming smile that you can see on your screen. And if you're only listening audio audio platforms, I can tell you that it is the beaming smile of a certain Marco Asensio. Um, One of my favorite players and one of the players that I've followed for a long, long time. Um, I've got an Espanol shirt. I always say this with his name on the back from his time on loan from Real Madrid with the Catalonian side who happened to be the Spanish side that I tend to gravitate towards. But the thing about Asensio is that this link that has resurfaced yet again that Arsenal should or should not move for him. I always like the link because the idea in my mind of Asensio at Arsenal is something I would love to see for completely selfish reasons. The issue is, is that he's actual uh the actual kind of the common sense for this move i i struggle with um he's a wide playmaker he's a player that's left-footed that can play attacking midfield can play in a wider position he's very versatile but the problem is is that his massive knee injury which ironically he suffered against arsenal in a pre-season friendly for real madrid a few years ago he hasn't really been able to return to the level of player that he was and the prospect that he was before that injury. Before that injury, I would have said Arsenal should do anything they can to sign Marco Asensio because he was looking to be that good. He scored stunning goals. He made great bits of play. He was fitting into that Real Madrid team. This young kid from Mallorca getting into Real Madrid was great. Problem is, is that he just hasn't, hasn't been able to to kick on after the injury. He scored a hat-trick this season, ironically, against his former side, Mallorca. Um, and that was kind of the only real flash in the pan, I suppose, of what I've really seen from him, although I haven't been you know, that integrated into what he's been doing. I just think if we were to sign him, it would be quite a lot of money that I think Real Madrid would ask for. And I just don't know whether or not that's the right position to invest heavily in. That being said, if Arteta wants to go against that 4-3-3 in which he uses both Erdogan and Smith-Rowe as number eight, then maybe uh, maybe he will. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I hate when people spell Asensio's name wrong. I know I do this all the time and I know it's really pompous. There's no C at the end of his name. There's no C at the start of his name. It's just Asensio. There's no C. <laughs> Stop spelling it with a C. <laughs> There's no Cs in his name. Anyway. Um, there should be one more story. I don't know why there isn't. Um, why Why is the screen blank? Where's my story about Yuri Alberto gone? Have I, oh, it's because I've decided to put it so far up the rankings that you can't actually see it. Let's find it. There it is. <laughs> Searching around for this last story. Yuri Alberto. We were linked to him. Young Brazilian striker playing for International uh, in Brazil, believe it or not. Um, and nothing came of it. It was just one of those loose links that we saw pop up. We did a tactical breakdown on him. You can still go and watch that on the channel. He's quite a consistent scorer for international, to be fair to him. And uh, there's a lot of kind of characteristics around him that I know a lot of people would like. But again, I, I just, <laughs> social, very funny. Um, I just don't think that's the right kind of striker that we should be looking for. I don't want a project. I don't want a revival kind of process with any striker. I don't want someone that's got loads of potential. 
I want someone that's going to come in now and smash it. That's why I'm not really that keen on Alexander Izak. And I know that a lot of people feel that he can come in right now and do a good job. But he's still very young. He's still not consistent enough. And the same kind of thing is said about Yuri Alberto. Now, he has said, and he's kind of revealed his interest in coming to Europe. He says, every player dreams of playing, uh, dreams of one day playing in Europe in a big league. I'm very happy at Internacional. Uh, I love this club. The way the fans welcomed me, everything has been wonderful, but I do dream of going to Europe. And uh, the thing is, I just don't think this is the right move for Arsenal. I don't think he's the right kind of striker that we're after. And I would say the same about a lot of young strikers, unless it was the likes of Dusan Vlahovic um, or maybe Karim Adeyemi. But even then, those two, I mean, Adeyemi in particular is very, very much a, it would be a risky signing. Although you look at the way that Erling Haaland has moved forward, but it's Erling Haaland. But you look at the way that Patson has kind of transitioned to Leicester and he's gradually getting much better. But again, is that the right kind of striker, a young project that we want? I'm not sure that it is. I'd rather go for someone in their mid-20s, your Dominic Calvert-Lewins, your Ollie Watkins, your Yusuf Nezeris, these types of strikers. I'd go for one of those, bring them in, established, already scoring goals on a consistent basis. Get one of those guys in and uh, and love life, basically. <laughs> Simple as that. Anyway, that does conclude uh, the end of the news, which does mean we move on to the part of the show in which you guys can ask questions in the chat box so if you do have one a question a query a thought or a theory do throw it in and i'll try my best to do that and then just notice that for some reason the green screen's being weird so let's angle that down there we go that's better i also know what this beam of light is that comes across my face can you see it it's just like if i move there i don't like it and i don't know how to stop it i think if i put something on top of the camera it might go let's let's try that <laughs> well, the thing I'm putting on top of this camera is a ice cream van loyalty card. Can you imagine that? In the UK, you, you probably have them. Ice cream vans in the summer, and obviously during lockdown, they were quite popular. And one of the most amazing things about modern technology is now is that ice cream vans have card contactless payment, which I find hilarious. And now they also have loyalty cards. So how ridiculous is that? So as you can tell, I'm not very loyal because I've only got one loyalty stamp, but ridiculous and now i'm using it as something to stop the glare uh getting on top of my camera it works it, it <laughs> it's got a usage let's go to the chat box and see what you guys are saying uh do, 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 do. paul says uh, have you noticed that we have one of the tallest defenses in the premier league now even our fullbacks on saturday were six foot plus uh yes i mean ben white's not massively tall is he i think he's what 5'11 but Tommy Asu is tall, Gabriel's tall, Tavares is tall. So, yeah, I suppose we do have one of the most av kind of average heights. It helps us. I mean, we scored a corner. We've scored a fair few set pieces, actually, with uh, Nicholas Jova coming in from Manchester City, teaching our guys how to score from set pieces. It's going very well. So you have to say that it's working. Maybe that's something that they wanted to work towards. Uh, Stephen says, what are your thoughts um, about Zapata from Atalanta? I'm not really keen on signing a 30-year-old striker that's going to be turning 31 in Jan in April. Um, we've already kind of got one of those, and we need, we've need we got the problem of now needing to move on from him. So, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't move for Zapata, per personally. Madji says, Tom, if we took Jovic in January with an option to buy, would Arsenal get first refusal, or are other clubs able to come in? Uh, if you have the option on a player, you have the priority. So a, cl a club couldn't come in and say nick that player from you if you have the option as far as i'm aware however the, the player could say no as far as i'm aware you can't force someone to move somewhere they don't want to so the player i imagine if there's an option to buy surely the player could turn around and say no i don't want to go 
Um, but I might be wrong, but I find that a bit strange that you can force someone out of their club, their living situation. Would be a bit strange. Maybe it's negotiations would go on and he would say, the player would say, I don't want to go. So I thought they wouldn't go. I don't know. Uh, Calvin says, hi, Tom. Just curious. Has Ozil tweeted anything since our nine-game unbeaten run? You know. You know that, they, that he hasn't. You know he hasn't. I mean, I love that. I think that's hilarious. I think that the uh I think that the 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 desperation for Ozil for Arteta to fail. How ironic. There are so many Arsenal fans that are Arteta haters that also hate Ozil, and yet they share this same kind of saltiness towards the coach. It's quite funny and ironic if you think about it. Um Michiguna joining us on Twitch says, Is Fabian Ruiz a, a link, a cause or effect of your take on him? Is there a link? I mean, I haven't seen a link. I mean, it's only been basically me rabbiting on about Fabian Ruiz. Are you telling me that there's actually a link? Um uh three weeks ago, two weeks ago. I I don't see anything of any kind of Oh, the Swiss vet. Oh, here we go. Team talk. As such, Football London speculate Arsenal could revisit an old transfer link. And is it? It's my article. <laughs> obviously. I don't know why this happens. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise I held this much power. Um, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, no, there's no... I have heard nothing, um, Mishy. I've heard, I've heard nothing of like a genuine interest of Arsenal. My article on Fabian was me purely, I suppose it does say speculate, but purely kind of looking at the idea of uh, Fabian Ruiz being a good target for Arsenal this summer. But it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing uh, how they they link to your article. It's like genuine link here. It's just me. <laughs> um, let's go to Mo says, late to the show, did Tom mention Unai links? We talked a lot about Unai Emery yesterday, uh, but it looks like that's happening. Look, I, I I have written a. I also have written. You'll be surprised to know uh, a piece about this and about Unai Emery uh, moving to uh, or the idea of Emery moving to Arsenal. In fact, I did it in kind of not the Arsenal Newcastle. Um, I did it in kind of the lines of if he's to move, these are the things that will definitely happen and looked at kind of three definites that will take place. So if you're interested in seeing what I think will definitely happen if Emery moves to Newcastle, give that article a read and uh, and yeah, have a look and give it a read and find out and let me know what you think. Uh, do you think Arsenal robbed Newcastle on Joe Willock, says Arts? Uh, I, I mean, at the moment, it looks like we've got a very good deal. Uh, £25 million looks like a massive, massive plus. For Arsenal, considering how much Joe Willock's had an impact on Newcastle season so far, I mean they haven't won a single game. Um, I, I, people say that it's harsh on Newcastle fans for me to say that I'm desperate for them to go down, but I'm desperate for them to go down. I'd love it if they went down. I would. I love it. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I think it'd be fantastic. Just the, the irony associated with that. The richest club in the Premier League getting relegated would be so funny. I love I love irony. Um and that is would just be brilliant. So there you go. Um <laughs> Ovik says, Tom, have you heard that Arsenal's been scouting an MLS player called Les Co uh Brandon? Uh now I haven't watched Ted Lasso, so I always have to be careful. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I don't know who this is. All people are saying is that it's a prank. Um, <laughs> is this a? Uh, <laughs> is this some sort of uh, what's it called? Uh, Ted Lasso thing? I'm assuming that it is. But uh, Hovik, if you got me. I mean, I suppose you didn't get me because I'm assuming that it's a as a joke. Uh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Who's Brandon? I need to know this. Someone tell me in the chat box. What's this? What's this joke? Is it a Ted Lasso related thing? Uh, Barath says, Tom, do you think that Tavares' physicality and speed would help against Salah? I actually go listen to the uh, analyzing Arsenal show I did on the Arsenal way yesterday because me and Josh who's a Liverpool fan talk about this um, and we talk specifically about how Tavares may cope and he feels that maybe Tavares would be a better option than Tierney to cope with Mohamed Salah so there is that um <laughs> Dirk says would you take a player like Zaha after his recent performances again I just think the kind of we've missed We've kind of missed the boat on Zaha. I mean, he's now, what, 29, 28? He's 29 in uh, seven days. And I'm just not sure for the money that you'd have to pay that you're going to get the output of the investment that's worth it. Um, so I don't I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's probably worth the investment now. I think we definitely should have done it a couple, two, three years ago, but not now. Um, I think we should be looking at other targets. Uh, Oakley says, did you enjoy Emi Martinez getting humiliated between the sticks against West Ham? Yes. Yes, I did. I quite enjoy seeing players that are desperate to leave and then talk about Arsenal nonstop suffer at the hands of opponents. I think it's great. Uh, so, yes, I did absolutely enjoy it. Uh, I'm a horrible, horrible man. Uh, P. Goddard says, Jovic on loan in January. If we sell Lacquer and Ketia seems sensible to me. Then in the summer, get someone else if he doesn't work out. Yeah, it's pretty much what I, I said earlier. I agree with you, God. I think you're spot on, mate. Uh, Abby Rao says, who's the best striker replacement? Look, I mean, the, who the best striker replacement is and who we will actually get are two very different things. The best, Erling Haaland's. Like, you look at him and you go, yeah, obviously. But reality hits and you're like, we're not getting Erling Haaland's unless some ridiculousness happens. We qualify for the Champions League and activate his release clause and he picks us. That's the only way that it happens. Maybe he wants to join Arsenal as a bit of a project to try and help them get back to where they were. Who knows? His national team captains at Arsenal. He's very much well aware of the club. Who knows? Maybe he would look to join them. I don't think he would. Uh, you've also got more established strikers out there. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Ollie Watkins, and then Yusuf Enesri, like these types of strikers that I've looked at before. You've got the younger versions, Dusan Blurvich, um, I think it's really, and Karim Adeyemi as, as two possible options as well. There's loads. Who's the perfect one? I have no idea. I don't know because every transfer is a risk. And so I can speculate on who I would like. And I, I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin would be a great bit of investment, but I don't know if it would be, if it would work out as anyone does not know. So there you go. Um, I hope it says check out Lucas Zelarayan from, uh, he's an Armenian Argentine that scores golassos in MLS. Does he play for Columbus crew? Um, Lucas Zellerayan, who plays for Columbus Crew. <laughs> Knowledge. Uh, he's 29. Again, turns 30 next year in June. Not sure that's the right age profile of player uh, that we should be looking at, to be honest. Uh, Adam says, Tom, do you think it's good enough banter if Spurs win the Conference League? No, I don't want them winning the trophy. I hope they get knocked out of it. Uh, it's look, If they win that, it's a trophy for them. They'll claim that it's a major trophy. It's not. It's the Conference League. 
it's like it's just ridiculous that that, that competition even exists. It's it's like they've designed a trophy to try and give Spurs the best opportunity to attempt to win one. By the way, I forgot to mention this. Happy five thousand and one days now without a trophy for Spurs. Unbelievable. Um, hold on. Well, that's the first TGT sneeze in a while, but at least I muted myself this time. Uh, Dirk says, Edu's signings are starting to prove to be good ones. Would you trust if we signed an unknown striker based on how well our new players have been doing recently? Hey, I've got no reason not to trust him at the moment. He's done some really good business in the window. I don't think it's... I think it would be pretty arrogant to go, no, he's not doing a good job. No, I don't trust his judgment. He's made some errors. Willian, Runison, of course. But Tomiyasu, Gabriel... Erdogan, Ben White, Sambila Conga, Tavares, Thomas Partey. I mean, the list goes on. Even Matt Ryan as a loan deal in January was good. We, he's done some really good stuff. 25 million for Joe Willock. We moan about how we let go of Emi Martinez, but I mean, now the way in which we've we've also brought in Ramsdale, it's, we've upgraded. Uh, we've upgraded. So you have to say, hold your hands up, say fair play. If anything, we spent £5 million to go and get Ramsdale because we sold Emmy Martinez for 20. We might end up getting an absolute profit on our goalkeepers because we would sell Leno. If I imagine you could get between 15 and £20 million for Leno. So surely we'd make a profit on the way in which we've gone about our goalkeepers and then we sign a backup, which hopefully wouldn't cost us too much. So I think the way in which we've handled it in the end has proven to be quite good. It's amazing what time can do for you. Um, John Daly says, breaking, Emery rejects Newcastle. Is this true? Is this true? <laughs> I'm now frantically searching. Has he rejected Newcastle? Um, not sure what is happening now. Craig Hope, who's Craig Hope? He is the Daily Mail North East football correspondent, says it's pretty much on, whilst Guillaume Balaguer has said that Emery has rejected the offer. Uh, this was at 10.56 a.m., uh, although that's probably not... Let me just go on to Guillaume Balaguer's Twitter uh, and have a look. Has Unai Emery rejected? Uh, Emery will reject the approach from Newcastle. His doubts after the game had to do with not knowing the latest. And the latest, I think, was an unnecessary huge pressure on match day and not a clear vision from the club. What does Eddie Howe have to do with Unai, for instance? Let me add a couple of little things. Emery sounded reticent about his future just after the game as he did not know the latest. Then he was told about leaks, pressure, and after originally being very interested in hearing more, decided to stop it all. His family, friends, and players told him to stay. The club insisted he is building a good squad in his image and has everyone's respect. A not-so-good start in La Liga changes nothing. At the end, we all want to be where we are loved and respected. Wow, Newcastle in the mud after Emery has rejected them, uh, which I'm, you know, I'm a little bit pleased about. I would have liked to see him maybe back in the Premier League. But again, Newcastle in turmoil, £300 million. You can't find a coach. I mean, it's not so easy out here for the rich. <laughs> there you go. Leno to Newcastle. What do you think he's going to take? Is he a better managerial candidate than Emery? Is that what you're saying? Eddie Howe, is he the right man to take over the job at Newcastle now? Am I threatened by Eddie Howe at Newcastle? No. Is he a man that's been relegated before? Yes. Let's bring him in. Bring him in. Get him down. Take Newcastle down, Eddie. Do the good work to get Newcastle into the championship. Do it. It'll be great. It'll be funny. It'll be hilarious. And I'd love it. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> anyway, that's big news that's dropped this morning and probably where we're going to end today's show. 
we will return a little bit later on this afternoon. In fact, you can join me live at 5 p.m. UK time. I'll be joined by Ben from the Marseille View as we catch up on William Saliba's month of October, looking how it statistically he improved from his previous month. He had some really good performances. He had some quite chaotic performances. We're going to talk about them all and more. So make sure, if you haven't already, that you've subscribed to the Guna Talk and you've hit that notification bell so you know when we are going live and you can join us in our chat boxes too. Have a fantastic day, people. See you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.